Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. We get to chit-chat a little bit about how new stories are what we want to share so that people can heal from trauma and bring forth more of humanity. Functional adult relationships establish this, whether you're a 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult or simply a 5D functional adult, it means you're an inner adult. So you know that no one has power and needs to responsibly use their words. And I'm being serious. That's because those who are grown-ups don't need a lecture. And that's because they know how to use Maha Samadhi Samadhi to be independent with information. Because that means that they know that not everything they read anywhere is true uh, necessarily. But they also don't go down the flat earther's path. Okay, so they also don't go down the 4D mystic path which is we're anointed and special. Okay, and on that note, uh, when you are maintaining alignment with Purusha, it's unconditional love, pure consciousness, Prakriti, pure energy. It means you maintain meta-awareness because you can with your left and right brain. You're able to be aware of the attention and where your attention is going without any mindfulness meditation or yoga. That is because your right brain got enough of the stimuli for you to have a functioning right brain and left brain. So you don't have trauma to heal. You may have charges. That's a different story. And that's because we all have charges. But this is where you will know of them. And like for me, I have plenty of my charges that have come up throughout the years. I just didn't know about it. Like with my lovely twin flames and my oversoul, I've also had the uh, so-called primal attachment panic. And so for anybody who doesn't know what that is, if you want, there's a beautiful book. It's called Polysecure. You don't have to be polyamory, but it's for people who are secure attachment or want to become secure attachment and lead a polyamory life. However, it's good for anybody who wants to understand attachment because the lady does a great job, Jessica Fern, uh, to organize the material. That's why I share this. And so in one of her actual chapters, she talks about how consensual non-monogamy non-monogamy can lead people to have what is called primal attachment panic. And I have noticed people, even monoamory, so monosecurely attached, meaning they love only one human being, sexually, romantically, while for polyamory, we can have more than one romantic, sexual, and or not sexual at all, but just somebody we love. Because see, polyamory is loving many. It doesn't have to be sexual or romantic. It's meaning we have a secure connection that we're building. Then some will become a secure attachment connection, but they will differ. Because that's where some people, they have a misalignment of what they want to build. So if I want to build secure attachment, but you don't, then we're not going to be on the same page. Okay, so the primal attachment panic for those of us who are meta aware of ourselves, it's because we didn't have trauma, small or big. We have those charges. What does that mean? I have my teenager and meta aware is I'm aware that when I get upset, that I'm upset and that I'm reacting potentially or reactive or basically that I'm about to start venting which is why I was able easily to stop venting me. Nobody supported that because they're like, but you're a human. And I'm like, that's the point. I'm a human. I know how to work with my emotional plane. And lo and behold, it's called nervous system regulation. 
So with meta-awareness comes inner growth mindset and you knowing mindset is everything. With people who have their inner child, so their implicit memory and programming ruling them, no, we got a teenager in the room who will not be aware of their self. And they will be aware of their trauma, personality, identity, or their attachment wound identity. Like when you see the workaholic, it's the doer, or the doomsday, it's the darkness. These are childhood trauma personality types that we got from lovely Patrick Tiahan, therapist, childhood trauma survivor, healed, and I always say healing, but he is able with his community to move into reparenting and becoming your adult self living in the present, doing meta-awareness. And he doesn't talk to you about mindfulness or meditation, although, again, demons don't come out of you. It just helps you to use your brain and grow the very areas that will have been impacted, by the way, from childhood trauma and or trauma that's different for every person. So please don't go around diagnosing yourself or others. Just understand, if you will, that trauma memory comes up, charges come up, and if you're a grown-up, it means you know how to be a functional adult and say, wow, you know what, here's the data, here's my emotions, here's my story, here's how I'm feeling about it, and here's what I would like to see. Okay, so I will use my teenage boyfriend who is part of my oversoul and so is his partner of life now who became my best friend, but they both behind the scenes had a thing and then once he broke up with me, they both lied, even though I said I know you're together, but they both lied in the month after I saw them together and so much so that he chased me to the bathroom. I looked at him. I said, I told you. He said, no, it just happened. That was a lie. I was shared eventually by official family members of him and her on a New Year's Eve coming up from the beach while I was waiting for him with our friends. So, the lie that they made up was something I knew was a lie. I didn't need to prove it. When I got confirmation, even though, again, he came chasing me and lied again, I didn't go like a teenager and say, you lied to me. You're an asshole. You didn't know because what I know about liars, liar, liar, pants on fire. No, what I know about liars is they have shame and effectiveness and fear rules them. And their pattern rules them. I don't need to prove it. I know it. Because when you are a person who doesn't know how to speak directly to another human being, you don't know how to be a grown-up. And so when you're not an emotional grown-up, that's very straightforward to a person who instead knows how to say, okay, here's the data, here's the feelings, here's the story, here's what I want to see, here's what I don't want to see. And in fact, here's where, again, when addressing the situations, this is what would happen consistently until the last time, which was, okay, I think by now, since we're like basically grown-ups, we're moving towards grown-up land, uh, and we've established where we are choosing to be this thing called couple that we can finally figure out because we didn't have the term polyamory when I was growing up, so I didn't have the opportunity to say, you know what, what about this? Because I think having an open relationship is something you are more inclined to be happy with versus what you're doing all the time, which is basically just consistently uh, hiding things from me, which I don't understand why, you know, but then again, I do, uh, because you're scared. Okay, so again, when a grown-up is in town, you will find mystic or just grown-up that they, even if they're a teenager, don't shame you because they have what's called healthy self-worth and secure attachment, secure 
and they have a differentiated self. And so with that being said, left and right mode are friends. The body is in a suit system and that's your humanity because we're all love in our body when we're in our suit system versus those who are in hypervigilant mode, which means they got a shame cycle and a pattern and you know their child is running them, running the show. So there's no higher self or adult, even the 4D with Claire's, uh, you can tell because of how they talk shit about their oversoul and say things like you have a karmic and then the soul contract is over and then they're getting their sweet justice and that vindictiveness is here. Uh, your twin flame is not who you're going to be with. It's fake. It's true. It's a saga. It's uh, toxic. You have a divine counterpart. You have a false twin flame and are now we're calling it twin what is it now? Twin soul or something like that. So they're making up all of these words because, you know, teenagers, they need to be part of a group. No, because people who don't have differentiated self and so their whole self, they struggle to be their self. And so that means they struggle to just speak their truth with their feelings. I'm not kidding either because they in their body need to be deemed worthy and therefore they're herd needs to give them a thumbs up and so their zero one three and teenager is looking for thumbs up and you can tell because they are always talking to each other in ways and they're not actually just you know free flowing I think <laughs> just having fun okay when on the other hand you have a person who is not hiding not trying to pretend you're going to notice it and you're going to notice that they are also not going to be reactive in let me lecture you. Although, granted, I definitely have a firm tone every now and then, so I have lectured. And as a teenager, I was definitely much more of a lecturer. I learned how to become a grown-up organically in time because that's what expanding consciousness does. So you learn how to work through getting into smart land versus what I consider dumb, stupid land. But again, they think they're smart because they regurgitate. So let's do some storytelling time. I actually have a close friend of mine because we care about each other and we accept each other. Lovingly acceptance. Nobody needs to work for love and everybody can express their emotions however they are. So other soul age groups and their patterns. So this person has a pattern that they say, no, no, it's my personality. It's their childhood trauma personality, yes, but it's not their actual... What the, It's not what they could be. And in fact, actually... Uh, the interesting part is when you go to their home, because I got to celebrate their birthday, and there's a completely different decor than when they're out and about. Now, you know, like, okay, I'm going to have to use it this way. Old man house, and then we got, I don't know, a rocker, 20-year-old, the artist who's still trying to be grunge and, you know, prove themselves to the world, and, you know, I'm going to make it and become famous kind of deal, okay, so... Basically, you go from old man home, which is what the actual age is, and not in a bad way, it's just an older gentleman's home, to when they're out and about, they're a rocker 20-year-old that's basically a teenager with a one-year-old who needs to play a part. In, and, and so, yeah, for a 5D mystic, it's, it's cute to see. And it's also cute to see their story about I'm evil, Knievel, medieval. And then sometimes it's like, wow... You do ruminate because waking up in the morning and doing only two things, which is think of how many ways people can actually betray you. And then I forget what the other thing was. 
but something about how they're going to spend their day, that was really sad to hear because now I'm like, wow, okay, you really should go back to therapy because the fact that you literally wake up every day and you religiously sit with your coffee newspaper and think of how many different ways somebody can actually betray you tells me you trust no one which is also confirming, though, what we all know, his close friends, which is you just play a part. You're not evil, Knievel, medieval. You're protecting yourself, and you act like a 20-year-old, but you're not. And you come out and just want to have fun, but, you know, uh, some of us have more substance, so we won't be able to always play along. And, in fact, this is the part of where they have the ability, luckily, to go to the very places where you can find people who just want to have superficial because superficial are for those who are protecting their unresolved trauma from themselves. Basically, they're not actually going and having intimate relationships. So he wants intimate relationships like any other mammal does because that's the point. Everybody wants to have a home where you're welcomed as you are and where you feel united. And he has that with me and his other friends. But he also has us telling him directly at times, okay, enough with the, you know, pretend, let's get into, we want to talk about other stuff. And sometimes he gets it and sometimes he doesn't. And when he doesn't, some of the friends say, we don't understand, and I explain to them, about trauma and patterns and defense mechanisms and they look at me bored and they don't believe me because they didn't take the courses. No, because they think like others who don't know about what it means that you have implicit memory. They don't believe in the neurobiology, neuroscience, attachment researchers. They don't believe in information. Yes, they would rather believe in the story that humans are dumb and that they are rationally, consciously thinking. No, they're not. It's called unconscious. It's called reactive. It's called karma. It's called I'm playing my maladaptive child part. And it's called rumination when you wake up every day and actually literally think, how is somebody going to put it in my ass today? Like these were his actual words. And it's not something normal. No, it's something from trauma. And it's not normal meaning it's not the norm. No, it's not what is healthy. I'll put it that way because we are trying not to use the word normal. But then again, what is actually our mammalian heritage is shown as is shown why we use our survival mode, why we needed it and why we don't really need it anymore, but it's still being used. Okay, so the new story is to heal trauma and to allow ourselves to bring forth humanity means sharing the human love narrative, not the human suffering teenager one, and here's what a 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult can do. And that's why our functional adult relationships are awesome. So in this case with my lovely friend, let me use him as this example. Because there were other examples I was using, but this one's better. And it's because it's tangible in that there's a person who is semi-aware of what we're trying to share with him. Which is we love you as you are, but sometimes your teenager bullshit attitude is annoying. It's closed-minded. It lacks substance. And it's just not something we're going to play along with. But we love you. But we just, mentally speaking, don't play along. So he understands. And then sometimes emotionally he needs to be reassured that he won't be left. And that's because he is zero one-year-old. That's that primal attachment panic, which, by the way, I noticed this person doesn't like change. 
And there are things that he has done because there have been changes within our group dynamic. One of them, which includes his kingdom, because he has a kingdom that he always states is going to, you know, take over the world. And in this kingdom, he had one person who has a nickname because he gives, this is where, rumination, okay? Again, there are measures of protection that an adaptive child takes. And that's what you learn from good attachment and trauma therapy courses that you're interested in taking to support people to become their infinite higher human consciousness potential if they want to be their self as an adult, emotionally, mentally, and physically, which this person doesn't. It's too much. The part of where it's too much is what I did notice and what I share with people, although they don't believe me. And I say, you're asking too much of him. He needs either to go back to therapy or you're just asking too much. He can't handle this emotionally. Okay, so there are changes taking place. Uh, The first of the changes, I noticed that he broke his pattern of the time that he goes out because he always goes out only at a specific time and it has to be late because again he's acting like the teenager that never left or the 20 year old that's still living the high life and on that note he broke his pattern because a couple of people that he loves to death are going to be leaving so for at least a month and a half he was preparing himself for this departure and you could, I could tell, I could tell that he was so not well with this and he was trying to process and, and here's where the people that he in fact was getting clingy with, they spoke of this clinginess and I said to them in group and this is where the group was like, wait a minute, you're right. I said, he is suffering right now. He is trying to under he is trying to emotionally process the fact that you're leaving he's panicking is what i said his his nervous system is not handling this well he is not happy it's like a sheldon from big bang theory and i said this is why he's clingy this is why he's all coming earlier did nobody notice he's coming earlier than his usual time to spend as much time as possible here with you all And they all looked at me and they're like, oh, wait a minute, you're right. I was like, yes, he's not handling change well. And he's trying to figure out how he can prepare for this, which there's no way. In fact, this is what happened eventually. And we talked about it because I told him, I said, I know you're agitated. He's like, yes, I am. And he smiled and I'm like, I know you. And don't worry, I won't ever leave you. So I reassured him which is in fact something he shares. He's like, you won't ever leave. I'm like, yes, I'm not. Well, I never say never, but he's older than me. So I'm like, you're older than me. So it's okay. I think we'll be good. And I don't mean it in a mean way, but I, 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 I might not be there forever. So that day, I know he would be crushed if he were still. Anyways, we don't have to think about that far ahead. So his nervous system suffers and he doesn't have the ability to handle it because he's actually pretending that he doesn't feel things because he's the evil person of his story. And of the story in general, he's just evil. He's a badass, evil person who doesn't have feelings or friends. He only has allies. So he tells himself this bullshit story. Okay, so at a certain point, what I think happened was he's like, I can't do this. I need to calm down. And so now he's just pretending. He's basically canceled. Nobody's leaving anywhere. I'm going to completely get out, get it out of my head. And that is all because he can't seem to find a sweet spot with the agitation so it's just going to be eliminated from his brain the other 
story is basically this nickname that was given to another person who's completely out of the picture because they had a falling out. They had a splinter moment because he doesn't do friends and he does allies. He's not going to do anything about it except for leave the door open, but he's not going to take ownership and do something about what happened because why should I? I didn't do anything. I don't want to. So like I said, like a kid, but in this case, for example, in this instance, uh, because of I personally knowing what's taking place with this other contact, this connection, and here's where as a mystic, when we talk about our oversoul, the enlightenment, so a group 5D mystic knows you don't have to lift a finger. No person is going to be an ending soul contract. No human being from your life is meant to bring to you any type of anything except for the opportunity to expand consciousness. Now, you want to look at it from a lens of equanimity. That's your functional adult ability. You don't want to, you don't have to. That's not your functional adult. That's your adaptive child and that's your teenager who doesn't want to accept that you can have feelings of likes and dislikes and that those feelings are not truths, they're preferences, which is your implicit stuff and your cultural and societal and religious and all of that. And so if you want to live based on your social good behavior, go find the herd who's exactly like you and that's exactly what people do that are teenagers, okay? So they don't say, I love unconditionally and I will not pout about what I don't like about people I love or I do like, so, okay? So this is where I'm trying to explain something. Hopefully that was shared clearly. And back to the story. So this um, is not good for the other individual. It's sad. It's not even funny. I don't even know where they're going to end up. It's very sad. It breaks my heart. I see them and I see that they look better in their entirety. It's called spiritual bypass in this case. And it's called the shame cycle. But it's a very, very, it's a, yeah, it's, uh, it's bad because they had two. And in both cases, they chose shame and what comes following is armor and that's where the therapist explained what armor is so once you actually don't uh, take emotional accountability address yourself with compassion <clears throat> and um, that's uh, just something i don't need to describe but i understand it emotionally mentally physically from the trauma experts so can they heal trauma yes but that would require those individuals to take off a mask that now is glued on as well as rumination and vengeance and all this other stuff and that would require them to either hit rock bottom somehow but in a way that would lead them to a good therapist because if they get to a bad one that won't help either so long story short it's something i have seen uh not go well and so this makes me sad but they do have the free will but the the term is see this is why uh, none of us make a difference in these instances because, yes, you can make a difference by being able to be present, but when people have human suffering to this degree, actual unconditional love triggers every single one of their, I am a piece of shit, unconscious, and therefore there's not uh, something that comes up that will say, I welcome you. And then and, and that's, yeah, long story short, everything's a possibility. Of course, let's not, 
let's not take that away but uh the hard truth in my book is you accepting and understanding that if a person is in armor like really um you can give them all the unconditional love you want you can be supportive you can be direct communicator because you don't lie to them either uh, they will actually know that which is why they will not approach you at all uh, when people in my life have chosen to disengage from taking emotional accountability within aspects that they have brought forth the maladaptive teenager meaning when they have actually done shame blame fault revenge and be jealousy spite not necessarily to me sometimes to me if you will but that's where uh, they disengage communication and so in this case i'm thinking of the people that i have not ever said anything except for you know chit chat about and all of a sudden there's moments where we're silent and i know what's going on in their life and they know what's going on in mine because we're still contacts and we're friends but we don't talk at all and what i did begin to notice is exactly this that when people choose the i'm right with their teenager and not let me tend to my nervous system so when they choose to project a misaligned and a distorted reality because they don't like something and they don't choose equanimity they exaggerate it and they say i don't like and i'm going to cast a stone and i'm going to go to the group that says you're right you're right you're a superhero and that's a super villain and come on over here and we're going to have your back so those are all teenagers who don't support actual inner well-being they support each other's shame cycle inner critic outer critic the drama land of misalignment and movies like hangover mean girls give them the opportunity to keep on thinking that and people who don't know about what it is to heal trauma so with that being said what i know life is never against life and that includes people so this human being is not a person who's 100% out of their uh not well trauma stuff and when the other individual that is a part of our group made the second or third time this choice now they're just like completely isolating themselves so they in fact have created a you know when you burn all your bridges okay so <clears throat> they're burning all their bridges because they actually need to move away and where nobody knows their actual story so that they can live what story they want to live and and that like i said anyways you can tell when a person has hidden the truth from themselves because they don't move into a higher timeline of their self because they didn't tend to the people around them with equanimity they didn't have direct communication they didn't come together so when this splinter thing happened it was on a specific day in a specific moment in a specific way and i knew because the person is not getting better that this is where things take place the law of energy or whatever it is because it does it's not an intelligence that is a puppeteer no and in fact when you look at it from a just human perspective they just had a fallen out that's all so from a mystic enlightenment perspective i can share with you where i see intelligence working but humanly speaking i can share with you something different and that would be that the other person just got offended they're choosing to cancel that other person from their life the way the other person the big 
baby man-child reacted was in this way. So as I was saying, they leave the door open. However, in their kingdom, you don't speak the word, the nickname. So you know, like when the song and there's that Disney cartoon, we don't talk about Bruno. Uh, what is it called? The Enchanted something. Uh, it's a cute one. I forget. Or no, it's not Disney. Maybe it's Pixar. We don't talk about Bruno. Bruno. I think it's called Enchanted. Let me look that one up. So it's the same idea. This person, because I forget they were saying something about uh, some, they were saying something about their kingdom and they used the nickname that is for that person and they said, no, 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 no. There's no more that, no more in my kingdom. And I said, what are you talking about? And, and then I said, no. And I went to have a conversation. I said, why are you doing this? Why are you saying this? Without approaching it in any serious way. Because again, uh, there's no need to address it. I already knew. Uh, I said, we could use it for another name. No, no. And I said, okay, well, are you okay? I just asked, are you okay with this? Are you doing good? And let me make sure you're doing okay with what happened, the falling out. And they just said, I leave the door open, but I'm not doing anything. Okay, so... What I just described to all of you, this is something that with trauma-informed, attachment-informed, and again, the mysticism component is because of Claire's and my relationship with my oversoul, my personal oversoul. These are people who were added to my oversoul later on, and I love them, but they're not from my immediate oversoul, if you will. They're from like another oversoul, and now we're joining together, if you will. Okay, so seeing what I saw, I knew, and I shared it with one of our friends, this was meant to happen because she is not moving in the right direction. She's consistently moving into more of a toxic pattern and a toxic pattern that is not going to be mild. It's going to be not good. And this human being found a balance, even though they have a pattern, they still have balance with inner well-being. Yes, they want to go out and just have fun and not take anything seriously but they're not maladaptive. They're not lying to their self. They're not in a body that is fueling with rage and anger and in a way that instead this other person is. So it's very sad when people actually move apart, but when these things happen like this, it's not because a soul contract is ended or anyone has an inner demon like the 4D likes to point out. No, what we have is one human being who needs really, really good therapy, but they don't actually believe in that. And oh, yes, they do have a counselor they have. And I don't even know what they're telling that counselor, but I would love to meet that person to figure out if they have, you know, qualification. What is it? But then again, people go in to therapy. So this is why we can't say that it's the counselor necessarily, although I do question because all the good therapists that I've learned from, when they have people, they will notice when they're lying because your nervous system and mind speak to each other. And so they will know when a person is a please appeaser, attach, cry, collapse, submit, flight, fight, freeze, fawn, if they have a narcissistic actual potential diagnosis, sociopathic or psychopathic, or if they've got the ego... Uh, a narcissist bubble broken, but not the actual narcissist. So a good anyone in therapy will know how to, and counselor too, because they would 
be updating their curriculum and information bank because they care about your mental health. They care about your personal development. Now, some people will find justifications. They will say, well, a counselor is not a therapist. If you are in the game of, I want to help people and you don't learn about people, I'm going to say you're not doing your due diligence. I started taking these courses because I came across Bezel van der Kolk's book, The Body Keeps the Count, and I understood, wow, shit, okay, now I know, one, how I can support more people in personal development, but also what the ascension energies are actually triggering, because I could tell from my oversoul that the way 4D was talking about shit was not what was happening. No, no. In fact, the human suffering that came up, all of those people, it's all their adaptive child. And that's what keeps coming up when people have ascension moments. It's stuff that they can handle with either good therapists or with the people that are grown-ups in their life. And that means that they can be addressed as whole and that's giving people an opportunity but they are still the ones who choose. Well, you don't plant a seed necessarily, although if you are raising children, yes, children, you plant information. And so in this case, you're creating what is in fact a story for them. But even here, if we want to point fingers, this is called shame, blame, fault, and those are all revenge, teenager, human, people who think that you are perfect or can be versus we evolve and we all work together as a species that is together with information. And so on that note, when half of the world, if not more, doesn't believe in the updated trauma experts, well, we already have right now still a problemo, which is people don't know how to be unconsciously loving. Okay, so we talk about functional adult relationships besides the 5D mystic enlightenment part. And let me go to another story where readers, because I follow readers, I'm a tarot reader myself, but I like to follow the 4D collective to hear and see where they're at, what's going on, and to keep notes on, because we're still going through a bunch of transformative moments. It's going to be amazing for 5D collective. And that's where we're going to leave that one. Um... And what I mean by that is the way we can always work to see where we can expand and come together. That's because we're human love narrative people and we do tap into our own infinite higher human consciousness potential and know how to share with others how to do the same. And it's by not shaming them or lecturing them for that matter. Uh, but those who lecture and do other stuff, they can support the ones who don't move into becoming full-blown adults within their self. Okay, so while 4D readers right now are talking to people about getting rid of people, changing groups, da 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 da, -da and you having been saved from people who basically only wanted you for your energy. <laughs> so this would mean where you have another person feeling good about being yourself. Okay, so I'll put it this way, because whenever you're around a person, if they unconditionally love you and they nurture you and they pamper you and they pay attention, right? That's one of the biggest forms of love and care. Okay. And when you do have in your oversoul people from all walks of life, and on this case, I'll use again, I'll become vague right now, but in my oversoul, I have seen plenty of my past lives with people that are from my oversoul. 
And in one instance, there's actually uh, 10 to 20 flashes of a life with one of these lovely people. And basically, in those awareness of these past lives that came about, I realized exactly why uh, this lifetime will be experienced for how they are living it. And that is where I can also equate, though, the family of origin and the seeds that were planted from the family of origin. And again, every one of us is going to be a person who has either charges or trauma, and they're not the same, same exact thing. So please, again, just allow yourself to leave it vague for now and just know you're zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The first way you see yourself is going to be how you were taught and your implicit memory counts. So if you don't like being yourself and you don't have fun being yourself and it's work, it's because you didn't get accepted as you were and you were also not allowed to express all of your childish, gooey, ooey, ooey emotions, anger, all of it. You were shamed and or humiliated and or scolded and or therefore given, ah, and that means let me repress myself and now I'm ashamed because I'm defective and that's where things become uh, where a teenager then needs to go and uh, compete with each other and then they grow up and stay that way. So the stories that your siblings, your parents or parent, whatever, okay, those seeds, notice that you will love and that's yourself and handle yourself in the way that you were handled, which is why you're determined, but your free will is where you can learn about good trauma information, attachment information and get out of it by learning about doing sensory motor and or somatics exercises and getting out of those implicit programmings, plus working on child parts and using EMDR. And that's how you can get to your wholeness and actually return home to your true self, which would be yourself where you don't have to feel that you're struggling. And if you're struggling, mindfulness and mindfulness meditation helps you because you have shame. And furthermore, it works like with yoga, your ventral vagal nervous system. And the yoga does the ventral vagal nervous system toning exercises, and then it grows your corpus callosum, prefrontal cortex, hippocampus, and connectome, which is the interconnected connectome that helps you to integrate your brain and lead you to inner well-being. Okay, so yoga and mindfulness meditation, it's not because it's spiritual stuff that it works. And it's not because of the stories. It's because your human makeup is actually actively worked with these specific types of exercises. The lovely somatics and sensory motor people can explain to you other stuff too. Okay, so when you understand that an armor means that a person will lock themselves in, their implicit memory, their bias, their pattern, all of that, like my friend in the story, and they will not be aware of how to disengage from it by themselves because that's how they learned to cope. And so they're not smart, although they will think they're smart because every person will think, of course, that they know what they're doing. Now, my somatic teacher and teachers, they all taught us wisdom. Everybody knows exactly what is right for them. You are not here to be a person, to share with anybody else what to do with that body. And as a person who does personally have human 
sadness for people who don't get out of shame and that then live shame and they might die alone, I can share with you why we are, again, meaningless no matter how much unconditional love and that we don't plant seeds. When we are working with children, yes, that's different. And that's because they're a child. And that's why you can share information. And what's important to share is one thing and one thing alone. You are beautiful just the way you are. You do not need to work for love. You have basic emotions like all of us and we will not suppress them, not even closely. And you will be accepted. And you do not need to be trained like animals should. I do not enjoy seeing when animals get whipped into any type of shape by humans. And I don't give a shit who human tells me that they want it. I'm going to be like, you're not that animal. And I don't care how many years of studying, whatever. I'm going to say, you know, they live in a very different environment than they first lived so that I must accept that now there's 80% humans, 20% animals. And so they're going to have to suck it up. Yes, I get it. But don't come tell me, human, that you know for a fact that that animal wants you to do what you're doing. No, because that's where I'm going to say and call bullshit and I'm going to leave it alone. Now, that I would say that zookeepers or people who go to circuses are assholes. No, it's like the vegans. Don't eat meat. Fuck you. Okay. So those are other extremists. Moderation and always moderation is the adult who knows a thing or two about saying my preference. So my preference, when I say, if you're a human telling me about animals, I won't listen to you. You know why? You ain't a fucking animal. Don't come to me. That's it. I don't need to argue with you. I know you're in a human body with your brain. You're not an animal. Now, you may study biology. You're using a brain to interpret it. So first of all, I'm going to have to get a hold of your interpretation, figure out if you've got likes and dislikes in your description. Then I'm going to have to look at your study. And then I'm going to have to look at what questions. And then I'm going to look, is it qualitative or quantitative? And here's what an academic knows about academia. That's why I chose not to do any of my stuff in there. Yeah, it's going to take some time. So when experts come to me personally and any adult who has any knowingness of how it works, we're going to look at you. And like I said, you're not a dog. You're not a cat. Oh, I'll listen to you. I'll see again how you tell me stuff. And I'll probably know when what you're telling me sounds okay. I can buy that one. But don't tell me you know how the animal feels. You're making the wrong statement because you're assuming from your body you're not in that animal's body you can never embody that animal and and i don't care if you want to say yes i can by pretend we got people pretending to be animals okay uh, they're pretending to be animals because they did not get loved as humans and they think animals are safer this is actually a very indicator to me that you have trauma unresolved because you want to be something you're not when you want to be another species you're telling me you don't like your species, which tells me you don't feel safe, which tells me a trauma-informed person, you did not get safety in your nervous system. Something happened. And there's plenty of ways I could explain that with the attachment studies, which I won't. So again, patterns are clear. And when people are children growing up, besides their patterns, they're told things. And remember, though, we're alloparenting. So luckily, children will look to different figures and therefore, if they're sold, no, if they're shared, you're worthy just the way you are. They will at least have one human being which actually will call to them more than the others because the safe haven, secure base, 
of a soothed system and a secure attachment is your mammalian heritage and birthright. Your infant body, and that's your attachment nervous system stuff, knows that's how I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be like you. I'm a mammal like you. I'm supposed to be loving like you, not suffering. The ones who fight it, quote unquote, they're not fighting it. They had most likely not only attachment traumatization, they had also added shit. And so like my friend who wakes up every morning and says in his brain, he thinks of how many different ways people can actually basically ruin him on purpose. So backstab him on purpose. He looks to how many ways people can fuck him in the ass. His very words. That is a person who did not grow up in an environment where he could be himself. And in fact, he got whipped. And he tells the stories with a lot of humor. And I knew immediately that there was something from the home. Because what he has is a zero one year old that is attached panicky, but in the most cute way, because he gets all excited. And I say cute because I can pick up, it's his infant, one-year-old, that gets so excited to be unconditionally loved, and then he found this way to cope with everything else. It's actually quite, again, humanly speaking, from an intellectual level, it's sad, but I understand from trauma experts that, well, for some people, they do what they can, which is why when Sadhguru says we don't affect states of consciousness, he doesn't know psych education. I do. And it ain't because some God from above or Akash. No, no, literally. This is the part where this human being, the way that they've coped with a bunch of stressors, I can tell they found a sweet spot, which is why, again, when the other thing happened with this other person, because I know them well, and I know also your body will protect you from that which you're not going to be able to sustain, which is also why the trauma and attachment information makes a 5D mystic aware of what it is to be a person with an oversoul and that it's always lovely loved ones. You don't need boxing gloves and you don't need them on or off. And so... Let's close out with our oversoul, even when we won't know anything about all this stuff, I didn't know about trauma attachment. And even without any of it, thank you, Jesus. Because see, that's where I got my story. And that's where I got my example. The one human being who led me here, it's not because he's in a biblical text, no. Because for me, God is the essence of love, unconditional. And I know other people don't see it that way. For me, the Holy Spirit is the same as Reiki energy. The theologians are trying to build a case that we're actually demons. Tarot, it's energy. It's not demon. Uh, Yoga, not demon again. And I am a person who went to get confirmed. Because my promise, in fact, though, is not to the institution of the biblical text that they hide from me. No, to Jesus. I went as a Christian and said, yes, I reconfirm that I will, those 10 commandments, that's it, everything else, I don't give a shit about that, those 10 commandments and the one person who's the son and what he speaks is what I stand for. It's called turn the other cheek, forgive them for they do not know, and to be a person who believes without seeing, which, by the way, when you are maintaining, I'm a human and you're human, I will never in a million years do something that would be hurtful because I know exactly what it's like. Why would I do that? And that's where that determined for me, because I got lucky. 
my home was welcoming and it helped me to be able and stay as a whole self united and my lovely brain also helped me to say I'm a differentiated self and then when I got yelled at I was also told why though so I got held with equanimity and not exaggerated one end or another and this is why anyone who would look at themselves in the mirror and actually think through certain things they would be able to see exactly how and where and what and, and then to be able and just become kind of like an artist right where the ones who like to splatter paint because you got a blank canvas and there's enlightenment the human way by the way so if you're 5d mystic you don't get confused you're oversold there's no monsters in any of our oversold peeps when people uh, and us disengage from communicating it's not good or bad we don't end contracts uh, no like the Rumi quote we love with our heart and soul there's no separation when we don't understand something it can get as ugly emotionally speaking as possible or even uh, if you will physically a piece of purusha prakriti and here's where this would be a person who has a relationship with the sphere of infinite intelligence not because of a belief system uh, it's an accepting that you are meaningless and so am i the marriage with shiva but not in a way of oh i'm gonna die no in the sense that we wake up and give meaning with our imagination our stories to data and to what we're doing and our nervous system works with us so the embodied nervous system is pretty much mathematical it's like a machine but we're not a machine once you learn how to harness your suit system you understand why it's nice to be in a state of love and why it's nice to be a functional adult and have those types of grown-up relationships because you come together and laugh like three-year-olds and nobody's got boxing gloves, not the grown-ups. We know the teenagers that have boxing gloves on or off because they will have an attitude and we will not do anything about it except for if they get near us with those boxing gloves in a way, then we'll make sure to say, okay, no, and we'll create distance. And if they don't know how to respect the distance, we will then create not barriers where we can't speak. No, we'll just make sure to, you know, children, they need to be given ways to stay within their area. So we learn how to work with that. So we don't cut them off because a child that doesn't know how to emotionally behave isn't doing it on purpose. They're reactive. They're doing their karma, their pattern. As long as you know how to speak to them, which a grown-up luckily can hear you, you will learn how to and know how to say no. And they learn because you're not kidding when you say it. That's the part. And so here's where with my lovely, we'll close out friend, when they ask for reasons, lately it's been, I am intellectually smart. You do know this, right? And I say, yes, I know this. That's my point of why I make such a big deal about your little persona here that you like to perform <laughs> i say you're you're smart but you don't use it and then when you use it you use it like you know everything it's not a conversation you're just regurgitating and it hurts my brain <laughs> so i'm not why why should i talk to you, you know everything <laughs> and then when you're acting like a fool you're acting like a fool so of course you're smart yeah i know you got shit in your brain but i don't enjoy the way you perform and the way you do things that's all i don't i don't resonate with it and I explain why. And that's where they get reassured, but they also get an explanation. And here's where when they don't understand, because I say, you come out because you just want to have a good time. You don't want to create intimate bonds. You're protecting yourself. We all know this. 
And he laughs and I say, some people, they want to create intimate bonds. So they don't want to go and just have meaningless, because see, here's where when you're just teasing each other meaninglessly, it's called basically an acquaintance, but not even, because you just get to play a role and some people want that and they know where to go, like my friend. Some people, they don't want that. They want to build meaningful moments that last in time because you are actually growing an intimate in-depth relationship which means you want to get to know how you think how you feel you want to have you know conversations no one wants monologues and if people don't understand that that's because they're the first ones who probably either want to just hear so i don't know i mean and here's the part of where they just want to engage in a, in a certain way with you but long story short if you're a grown-up and just somebody who's using your brain you don't want a monologue uh, if you're a person who's a teenager, you want people that think like you do and feel like you do. And we always notice who those people are, like we notice the ones who want to get to know us because they ask us questions and we can ask questions. And then we get to learn all about each other and vulnerability and all of it. And there's no like, let me pretend that I'm a badass. So like my friend, he, he, he doesn't know how to answer me directly because he hides his very own emotions. I just know how to talk to him and say, let's not bullshit ourselves and let me just make sure if you're okay. Like with this one thing, this person, when he said, no, 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 I just wanted to make sure that he was emotionally and mentally okay because I already knew he was also suffering from the other situation that's changing. And I literally just wanted to say, are you coping well? And that's when he said, oh, that thing, I put it all the way to the side. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it ever, 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 ever. And I'm like, okay. And then he, he, he's like, you, you remember, you're not going anywhere. You have to stay here. And, and I'm like, yes, don't worry. You know, like it's okay, but I am not going to always be here. So, you know, this is where when you actually have trauma attachment information, I, try to share with him to get him to go and I would love for him to get back on good therapy but he doesn't want it but not because he's doing anything wrong it's because I can see where he struggles like when I was watching Sadhguru in his interview with Joe Rogan I could see him struggling with the question and it's not because Sadhguru is not intelligent no he's a very intelligent man he's a spirituality guru though and so he doesn't have attachment or the trauma I don't think so because I saw how the question that was posed to him got a blank stare and then got an answer that was, it's an answer that wasn't addressing what Joe Rogan presented. And that's because he didn't understand it in the brain, meaning conceptually. So it's a concept that Sadhguru has not been able to simulate because he didn't have and doesn't have the information of the nervous system, attachment, societal. But again, he, he is here as a spirituality guru. So he was embarrassed. I have not observed and noticed any of that. I saw it because I could just see his eye and his nervous system and then the way he answered it. It was the way he answered it. That's like, damn it, because it was actually a great moment where he could have, Sadhguru, had he had information of somatics, sensory motor, all the stuff that I've learned, I would have answered Joe Rogan in a very specific way because it was something about yoga or something about spirituality. I forget but because of the lack of knowledge, he was not able to. And he just said, it works. I have these many followers or something like that. And at that point, Joe Rogan's like, well, wait a minute. Hey, and he calls his cameraman over. How many followers do we have? And he's not trying to up 
Sadhguru. He was trying to say, that doesn't mean anything. I do entertainment and I have the same amount. So there's more to the story. So again, he, was, he, was, he did a really great job. One, I have to say, I appreciate how he's grown, Joe Rogan, compared to what I've seen. So you will always notice when somebody expands consciousness because they're bringing more people together, their tone softens up, they get more intellectually intelligent and emotionally. And so he was literally presenting something that he knows is a situation. And unfortunately, he could tell, I think he could tell that Sadhguru wasn't following him. So he's trying to get the conversation going in a way to say, wait a minute, let's hit that point that I need to address because I know my followers need to have a human answer, not a philosophical one. So at the end of the day, we all do the best we can. Again, remain loving and kind. We don't know what anybody's been through. And let's try to just keep unconditionally loving each other the best we can. We'll be back with more. Have a good one.